Broadcasting live from deep within inside the Wrestle House. My name is Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. We are looking at episode 267. Yes, that's right, 267 episodes deep into this program. As I say again and again, we are not stopping. This week has a lot of different things to talk about in the world of professional wrestling, from 
AEW to WWE to interaction with fans themselves. And oh my word, the price of fame. Just as this is titled this week. We're going to get to that, though. That's going to be our final topic for the day is the price of fame. To start things off this week, I want to say thank you to everybody who comes to the live show and interacts with me on a weekly basis. It is very much so appreciated. Twitch.tv slash love wrestling CA, all one word gets you in on the live shows and to everybody that downloads this in podcast format or watches this over on turnbuckle studios afterwards i thank you as well somebody else that is pretty thankful right now is a man who decided well i don't know You can call him a man if you want to. You can call him a boy. You can call him whatever you want. At this point in time, he is the TNT champion coming out of Battle of the Belts. We are talking Sami Zayn. This right now is not. Ed, you're a great man. Thank you so much. Ed says, wait. This isn't a review of the Ted DiBiase biography movie. Not right now, but that might be coming. Who knows? Who knows? Some of the good people over at Love Wrestling might decide that that is something worthwhile to talk about. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see after we've watched it, possibly. I don't even know where to find it, to be honest with you. Ed, if you know where to find it, post that for me, and then everybody can go and see it. Something that some people have wanted to see and uh, other people did not want to see, I guess, is Sami Zayn. But I love Sami Zayn. Yeah, I'm going totally off topic right now from what I was talking about. But Sami Zayn, I just have to give props because he is a treasure, a Canadian treasure who needs to be talked about even just for a brief moment. Sami Zayn, El Generico, whatever you want to call him. Yes, we need to talk about him. And we just did. Now we move on. Battle of the Belts, AEW Battle of the Belts, a show in which not all of the AEW titles were on the line and even included a Ring of Honor championship in there. Hmm. Oh, that's right, Ed. Oh, the Ted DiBiase documentary, your biography can be found on Amazon Prime and Tubi, and it is actually called The Price of Fame. That's right. I completely forgot about that, but you're right. I will definitely have to look it up because, I mean, Ted DiBiase was obviously a great professional wrestler in his time. And I would love to see what he's doing now in this biography. That's that's pretty cool. I will definitely need to check that out. Sammy Guevara is our new TNT champion. Once again, the TNT champion coming out of Battle of the Belts. So now the question gets posed and it was posed to me. Why did we even have Sammy drop the title in the first place? I really don't have an answer for that. I wish I did, but we really don't have an answer for that. I think maybe, maybe what they're trying to do at this point right now is build up Sammy Guevara as a uh, winning champion, as somebody, uh, you know, who is one of the greats. You take a look at some of the other greats over the years, and especially you take a look at the name of, and in no way, shape, or form am I actually putting the two of these people on the same level, Ric Flair. Ric Flair. John Cena. 
right? 16-time world champion. To a lesser extent, Booker T, the five-time, five-time, five, I'm not going to go through all five, WCW champion. You've got all these greats that have won multiple championships. This may be what they're doing to a lesser extent with Sammy Guevara. Personally, I cannot see Sammy Guevara as world champion. Then again, I could never really see Rey Mysterio as world champion, but that happened on numerous occasions. Sammy Guevara, for me, is always going to be a phenomenal TNT champion. Not at that world championship level, unfortunately. Could that change? Yeah, you're damn right it could. But I don't know when that's going to be. So why not allow Sammy to have this kind of a legacy when it comes to the TNT championship? While there are already legacies with the TNT championship, with Brody Lee, this may be a way to give Sammy Guevara his legacy. And I'm okay with it, to be honest with you. I don't mind Sammy as the TNT champion. Do we need to see a little bit less of the um, softcore porn from him and Ty Conte? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm over it. I'm done with it. Great. Get it. Okay. But as a champion, he does actually really well. And he is a phenomenal worker. He is a great worker. He can move inside that ring. He can do the flippy shit that everybody's all gung-ho about and super happy about. He, he can do all that, which is great. Right? Ed posing a question here. Did this feud with top team and men of the year do anything for anyone other than Sammy and Ty Conte? Um... At this point, I would have to say no. I don't think it did. I think that this entire thing was to build Sammy and Ty. Now, going forward, though, I think if they give this a little bit more time and maybe get away from, uh, you know, American Top Team and uh, the Men of the Year and go more on the women's side of things, if we decide to get uh, Paige Van Zant and Ty Conte into a program, then I think that that will be great. And then that will have been amazing for both teams. I guess you could say teams at this point. JPJ, I love you, man, says, yo, Carl, what is up, my man? Talking, talking professional wrestling, as always. JPJ, one of the faces over on Between Two Beards on Wednesday nights with the All Elite Sidecast. All part of Love Wrestling. And I'm sure you guys have heard me many times talking about Oh, what's going to happen tonight as well? We're going to have NWA Power Out. And I believe Power Out's happening first. And then we're going to be having NXT, T-E-A, with Ed, with Astrid. Will Cody be there? Who else do you have with you this week, Ed? Phenomenal stuff over at Love Wrestling CA, Love Wrestling.ca. Like, yeah. Oh, breaking news for everybody here. Power Out is off. It's just going to be NXT tonight. And it will be a three person booth tonight. So I know for sure it's going to be Ed, it's going to be Astrid. 
who's the third one going to be? Lots of changes. Lots of lots of changes come and happen every once in a while when it comes to, uh, y- you know, people on the shows, which is perfectly fine. It really stirs things up and uh, gets a lot more voices out there. And I mean, even on uh, the All Elite Sidecast that you can catch tomorrow, you've got JPJ, you've got Pluggo, and again, you've got the natural Astrid as well over there who take you on a little bit of a journey while watching all elite wrestling not necessarily always talking about all elite wrestling who knows what could be talked about in there ed's got to run for a few errands he's telling me to have a great show thank you so much ed you as well you guys have an amazing show as you always do over on nxt we talked a little bit about changes we talked about name changes on th- some things as well. We're going to talk that today. <laughs> You're right. Last week's All Elite Sidecast was a uh, parent corner with JPJ. Um, JPJ offering his services to, um, I don't want to say discipline, but maybe. Um, teach you a little bit on how to allow your child to grow as a better person. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and it was fantastic. It was great to watch. It was great to be part of. And I'm I'm hoping that I can be part of it again uh, this week. I am working the night shifts this week, but I am hoping to be part of it. So Vince McMahon is pretty uh, adamant about different things that he does and uh, things that he wants to do. One of those big things that he wants to do right now is not have competitors within, whether it be the WWE's main rosters or whether it be on WWE's NXT, using either their real names or the names that helped build them on the independent scene. So we've been seeing a lot of name changes happening. Some of them are not that good. <clears throat> Butch <clears throat> theory. <clears throat> Other ones, not so bad. Uh, I have heard, I haven't uh, seen anything uh, yet on actual television, which may actually happen, but I guess Casey uh, Catanzaro Uh, Her name is going to be changing as well. There's going to be name changes happening. Unfortunately, to established stars already on the program, as we've seen with Pete Dunne being changed to Butch, as we've seen with Austin Theory being now just Theory, I I think it's a bad decision, to be honest with you. Right now, if you have an established star, people know who that is and they're tuning in for that person. So if we go and change their name, people are going to start seeing it as not the same person anymore. And they're going to see things as being just a now watered down WWE product. JPJ agreeing, saying, that is my problem with it. It's with the established person. It makes no sense. I fully agree with that because now now it it seems as though the WWE just wants to, uh, I guess, maybe take ownership of that person by changing their name, which is alienating a lot of fans, to be honest with you, me being one of them as well. JPJ, um, I can go longer than that. But JPJ says, I've been watching Walter for four years on your company. Why would I call him Gunther now? He's Walter. He's Walter. Pete Don is Pete Don. And that's all there is to it. It's not Butch. It's Pete Don. It always will be. JPJ, you're right, saying it's all about the money. 
you're definitely right about that. This is just WWE's way, I guess, of being able to um, copyright that name, get patent for that person, that name, that character. Um, which, I mean, <laughs> th this almost comes full circle. Okay, we're going to talk about, and I can never pronounce the last name properly, but we're, we're going to talk about Claudio. Castanoli. Maybe I got that right. Cesaro. So Cesaro is already gone to the offices that he needs to, the trademark offices, to trademark. Technically, Cesaro. C-S-R-O. That's how he's known. That's how he's been known for what? Like a decade. So no matter what the WWE has done in trying to secure Cesaro to be able to use Cesaro in further merchandising, even though he's not with the company, product use on the WWE network, He found a loophole and changed his name slightly. Same thing with Enzo. Enzo Amore. Same thing. N-Z-O. That's what he goes by now. Enzo. N-Z-O instead of E-N-Z-O. There's always a way around it. But in those cases, these people are taking the established name with a slight little difference to the way that it's spelt. So they're able to continue to do good things for themselves outside of the WWE bubble. Smart for them and good for them. Somebody else that has done very well for themselves outside of the WWE bubble. Everybody knew that this was going to come. Everybody knew that this was going to happen and that I was going to talk about this guy as well. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. Matt Cardona. Has done amazing for himself outside of the WWE. He was known as Zack Ryder and built himself. I'm going to say that. The WWE didn't build him. Zack Ryder built Zack Ryder with the tenacity that he had to push and push and push and break those boundaries and do things that were totally unheard of. Legend. Like JPJ says, legendary things that this man has done. Those things being creating the internet championship within the WWE, within that little bubble, <laughs> he was able to do this and bring that out. HDYEG Gaming, how are you? Happy Tuesday to you. Thank you for popping in. I appreciate that. JPJ says he's gotten himself over everywhere he's been, including the WWE. That's exactly right. He definitely has. I'm super happy to hear that you're doing great. That makes me so thankful. So thankful. There's so many people out there that are not doing great, and I'm glad to hear that you are. Thank you. Matt Cardona is doing great for himself, too, right now. To the point where he is now carrying around with him seven championships from different companies. Well, okay, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Strike that. Reverse. Okay. Six championships from different companies, plus the internet championship. 
Um, <laughs> what I'm loving about this right now is that he had the balls. The balls. To text a photo of himself holding all seven of these championships to one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Are you kidding me? Legend, just as JPJ had said. Who in their right mind would do something like that? Could you have seen, let's say, somebody like Bret Hart who went over, who went over to WCW and let's say he won two different championships and then he texts a picture of himself over Bret Hart's a bad example. <laughs> God, Bret Hart's a very bad example. Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, any of those guys, right? The genius coming in. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you for popping in and interacting with me here today. He says, I remember that. I heard that may have earned him the ire of the higher ups. I wish they pushed him a lot more than they did in the WWE. I bet the WWE wish they treated this talent right. You know, honestly, I think that the WWE after after Zack Ryder, I'll use the care the WWE character after Zack Ryder got himself over the way that he did. They did treat him decently. I'm not going to say that they treated him the greatest, but they treated him decently letting him, you know, win intercontinental championships, uh, win a uh, ladder match, um, you know, different stuff like this, you know, on be on WrestleMania, which is amazing. Lots of people don't get that opportunity. He was able to have that opportunity because of what he did for himself. And now texting a photo of himself and JPJ, I, I, I would have to agree with you here. JPJ saying, I bet you Vince loved it. Everybody likes to paint. And you know what? I'm, I'm very, I'm very bad for this myself as well. Everybody really likes to paint Vince McMahon as being this uh, demon. For being this total shit-ass bad guy, when in reality, he's a businessman. There's a big difference. There's a big difference from being a businessman and being an asshole. Vince McMahon is a businessman. That's what he is. I need to take a moment and take a drink from my non-sponsor, Dr. Pepper, for a moment. So I bet you, just like JPJ says, I bet you Vince McMahon absolutely loved seeing that picture. Because you have to look at it from Vince McMahon's standpoint. Vince McMahon would probably feel as though that he helped in all of this because of the opportunity that was given to him in the WWE for not automatically just shitting on and shutting down this internet championship that he carried from having this YouTube series that he did as well and not just shitting on it and saying, you can't do that, which thankfully now, once again, the talent are able to do these outside projects. Thankfully, I love that absolutely fantastic for him. And I am super happy to see Matt Cardona taking life by the balls and going through and doing these things. Speaking of balls. Men, listen up. When it comes to keeping your privates in tip-top shape, use Manscaped's lawnmower 4.0. Talking to you, Private Peters time to shape and skate privates. This trimmer features skin safe technology to help reduce the risk of nick and cuts when it comes to trimming privates. Yes, ma'am. No, I meant your actual privates. Ma'am, yes, ma'am. That was not an order. 
because it's waterproof, you can trim the field, rain or shine. If you like power, the lawnmower 4.0 has a powerful 7,000 RPM motor, a 4,000K LED spotlight, a wireless charging system, and it's even got a travel lock. So what are you waiting for? Get your privates ready for action and order your lawnmower 4.0 today at manscaped.com. If you want the ultimate care package, check out the performance package 4.0. You'll get the lawnmower 4.0 and the weed whacker ear nose hair trimmer. You smell that? I sure do. I think it's coming from down in your trenches. Luckily, Manscaped includes the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. A refreshing spritz that's vegan and paraben-free? Mm, I love the smell of ball toner in the morning. If you're using deodorant on your armpits, don't you think it's time for long-lasting protection on your groin grenades? That's why Manscaped also includes the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. Fire in the hole! Attention! Looking smooth, privates. Looking smooth. Get your privates ready to engage by ordering the Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped today. Receive free worldwide shipping, a free pair of Manscaped boxer briefs, and a free shed travel bag. Support. For Turnbuckle Talk, as heard on Love Wrestling, is brought to you by Manscaped. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world? Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LOVEWRESTLING at manscaped.com. That's right, everybody. Manscaped.com. I'm not only somebody who endorses, but I am also somebody who uses the product and I absolutely love it. Grab yourself that performance package 4.0, 20% off. Love wrestling is the promo code. Make sure you grab that because you don't want your balls looking like a rabid Wolverine. You don't 100%. Talking about rabid wolverines. This is a subject that a number of people actually messaged me about after they heard the term rabid wolverine on WWE programming. And we had just talked about name changes and we talked about Butch. They used the term rabid wolverine in regards to Butch. Many of the old school professional wrestling fans will know the term rabid Wolverine for one person. I'm going to mention the name and I will take whatever punishment comes from me afterwards. Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit was the one known as the rabid Wolverine. And <laughs> the genius saying, he who shall not be named. Now, nah, I'm going to name him. What he did in his personal life was absolute shit. I will 100% stand by that and agree with that. What he did inside of that professional wrestling ring. Epic. He was a phenomenal professional wrestler. What he did afterwards in his personal life was shit. That's what I'll say on that. But that name is very synonymous, the rabid Wolverine with Chris Benoit. And I'm not that old that I don't remember that. 
There are lots of people who still remember that. And lots of those people are still fans and watchers of the current product of the WWE. Is this a way for them to maybe, uh, you know, erase that name from everything that they possibly can and give a new moniker to Butch that was an old moniker for someone else? Or was this just a slip up and maybe a mistake? Was this maybe just a little bit of an oversight on somebody's part? That I don't know just yet because we have not really heard very much more about it other than the internet wrestling community, all of us that have been talking about it. The genius said uh, he was, he was my favorite wrestlers. Uh, you know what? Like I was very much so a fan as well. I was able to, uh, I wasn't able to meet him, but I was able to see him from a little bit of a distance when I, Oh God, this has got to be 18 years ago. WWE hosted SummerSlam in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and I was able to go to that. And I was able to take part in the the uh, access uh, before, the day before and stuff like that. And uh, Benoit was actually there. Again, like I said, I wasn't able to actually meet him, but he was there. I did get to see him. I got I got a couple of pictures from a distance. It was really cool. But I think that... the it's very speculatory right now as to what they're going to do moving forward with this now, considering that they've already put it out there. Are they going to try to insult our intelligence once again and just not have it, not have it said again on programming? Or are they going to continue to use this as the new moniker and nickname for Butch? Bubba Duke saying as well, he was my favorite wrestler ever. Yes, that, that I know. Well, no, I, I can't say that. Um, and I don't think you can even say that either, Bubba Duke. I know you. Eddie Guerrero, that's all I'm going to say. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens with this. It definitely will be. Um, this is something that they could even, if they decide to continue with this, this is something that they can even market with merchandise. You can create a logo for it. You can do everything you possibly can. <laughs> Bubba Duke's laughing over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you. I know you. I don't care how far down into the South you are. I know you. Marketing. It, it, it's a great thing for marketing. Rabid Wolverine is an amazing term, an amazing thing for, for marketing. It definitely is. You can put that onto shirts. You can put that onto coffee mugs. You can put that onto beer cozies or can cozies, I guess, uh, whatever you want to call them. You can use that as great marketing and make great money from it. Maybe that's what the WWE is trying to do here. Since changing the name of Pete Dunn over to Butch and now give him a moniker of the Rabid Wolverine, considering this bullshit character that they have him playing right now. Yes, I think it's absolute shit. Um, maybe this will win people over a little more. I doubt it. I doubt it. But maybe it will. Merchandising is a very big thing. And because of that, I'm going to do something right now.
Now, yes, I do apologize for those of you that are only listening to this in podcast form and not actually seeing the video. And you just heard music there. I know. I understand. Let me give you a little insight. I, Carl Carafel, have opened up a store, a shop, a merchandise area. CarlCarafel.redbubble.com That's the place for you to go for the official Turnbuckle Studios store where you can find products from Turnbuckle Studios, Turnbuckle Talk, The Boar's Nest. You can also find Beats and Beatdowns, the other show that I am a part of with my good friend Bobby Munson, as well as miscellaneous products like my F the Remsburg line. You can find all of that there. I have actually ordered some of the product. So I'm waiting for it to, to finish production and come in, and then I will do a special unboxing of those products on my Turnbuckle Studios YouTube page. So be on the lookout for that. If you have not subscribed to Turnbuckle Studios, please go and do so. Ring that bell so that you can be notified when a new episode drops. Speaking of dropping, whoa, my good friend, <laughs> Mighty Joe, Corporate Joe now. Sorry, 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 don't fire me. Corporate Joe sent me a video. I did see this video. Uh, I didn't really pay very much attention to it. I just kind of like skimmed over it. But he sent me this video of Jay Lethal inside of the ring, taking some, some bumps and, and doing, I guess, a little bit of training with someone. That someone being Ric Flair. I don't know how I feel about this. Okay. So Ric Flair inside that ring. And it's on YouTube. Um, you, you can find it just by uh, typing in Ric Flair and Jay Lethal Wrestling. You should be able to find it that way. Ric Flair doesn't look bad. He took some bumps. He took some good shots. He, 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 he did things really nicely. Things were good. Okay. He's moving slow. He definitely is. But he doesn't look too bad. Now. Is this going to lead to Ric Flair getting back into the ring? Is this going to lead to Ric Flair showing up in another company? I don't know which company. Or maybe independent events. Who knows? Maybe Ric Flair shows up in Canada. I mean, Love Pro Wrestling does run shows monthly as well. Who knows? Who knows? Is this something that we are going to see? Is this something that we even want to see? That's the biggest question. Mighty Joe, corporate Joe, and I, however you want to say his name, Joe, my brother, sent me this video clip. And I had said to him, I hope that was just keeping in shape and not training. And Joe kind of comes back with, you know, he could see. Flair wanting one more match. He squeezed one in. Let's see. Um, but then something interesting came, came about from this conversation. And Joe asked me if I knew, and he said that he would be curious to know who was the oldest wrestler ever to have an actual match and what age they were. Which got us to thinking and we did some digging and we did some uncovering and I was able to find a couple, two names, two names. For those of you that are here with me right now live, I want you to, uh, without using the Googles or the series or the any type of looking from your own mind, who do you think? was the oldest professional wrestler to work in a match. Who do you think it was? I was able to find a, a, a plethora of different names, but I, I gave Joe the top two anyways. 
Um, could this maybe be a possibility that Ric Flair is trying to beat another record? JPJ, that's that's a really good answer. Not the oldest, though. Not even the second oldest that I was able to find. JPJ is actually saying Ricky Morton is still is still wrestling like to this day, like still working inside of the ring. Is this a situation of Ric Flair wanting to break another record? Is he training just to be able to go and do a singles matchup at an independent show somewhere? Like the second name that I have here. Bubba Duke saying Muna, or were you trying to say Mula, maybe? Is that maybe what you were trying to say, Bubba? Um, the second name that I found, Great Muda, maybe? Okay. See those those are names that I that I I I did see. I did see that. Mula. Bub is saying, yeah, uh, Mula. Um, JPJ saying I saw Ricky Morton give a Canadian destroyer to someone in 2021. Like, how unbelievable is that? From what I was able to find, and I only looked on the internet, so this could very well be wrong. I don't know 100%. But at 81 years old, we had Killer Kowalski. Granted, he only worked a, uh, a small independent show, an independent event, and wrestled. Actually got in the ring, wrestled in a match where there was a pinfall at 81 years old. The next one that I was able to find, the number one, the top. And Bubba, you were close when you thought Mula. It was May Young at 87 years old, working a match. So now Ric Flair has a lot of years to go before getting to those ages. But could this be something that is on his quote unquote bucket list of things that he wants to do, of records that he wants to break? Who knows? Bubba saying, I forgot about her. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I did as well. And she she wasn't the top name that I had thought of, to be honest with you. Names that I had thought of were like the Great Muda, right? And 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 I thought about Ricky Morton. I Names like the Fabulous Mula came to mind as well, but I never did think of Mae Young. And I didn't even think about Killer Kowalski either. So it's very interesting. Maybe that's what's happening. It's very, very possible. Ric Flair taking bumps with Jay Lethal was pretty cool to see. I think I may actually take the video and I'm going to post it over on our Facebook page at TB Talk Pod. That's how you can follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TB Talk Pod. As you all see, I'm wearing, as always, my collar and elbow branded hat, as well as my collar and elbow mirror sweater, because it's actually chilly here. We got like our fourth winter going on right now, which absolutely sucks. But I want all of you to hear a little bit from my friend, Al Snow. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere collar and elbow is the brand passion and love for wrestling is the drive i am al snow 
And this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. And thank you so much, Al, for allowing me use of your voice for that commercial. Go to collarandelbowbrand.com, just as you heard. And while you're there, use the promo code JKPODCAST and get yourself 10% off your entire purchase. Entire purchase. Whatever is in your cart, 10% off. Not only are you saving, but it also helps the podcast. And I appreciate all of it. Thank you so much. <laughs> He's Al Snow, and that was Collar and Elbow. It says the genius. Yeah, 100%. I love Al. Al Snow is an absolute fantastic person. Um, something that I, that I yes, I'm going to toot my own damn horn right now. Turnbuckle Talk is the first Collar and Elbow branded sponsored podcast. The first. And it was between talks with Al Snow and talks with uh, with uh, one of his associates, Rod, that we were able to get all of this going for Collar and Elbow Brand. And I am so thankful to all of them. There are some people who are not very thankful right now. Now, last week, I believe it was last week, we talked about Liv Morgan. And we talked about how a whip of hers was being sold in auction from the WWE. I believe it was Liv Morgan. I'm just uh, taking a look at my, my notes here super quick. Yeah. Liv Morgan signed and used entrance whip from WrestleMania 38. Well, turns out that Liv Morgan is back in the news once again, when it comes to professional wrestling. This time for something not so good. And that is where we get the price of fame. Not the Ted DiBiase documentary. But this is where we get the actual price of fame. Liv Morgan had to put out some uh, posts on her socials. She says here, first... A man sold his home and lost everything, thinking he was helping me. This has me so sick. Please know that I would never reach out to ask any one of you for a single penny. I am so sad. Please stop. And then she puts out another social post that says, guys, I've been sent so many emails of horror stories about people making fake accounts and emails pretending to be me and asking for huge amounts of money. This really makes me sad. Please don't use my name to con people out of their hard-earned money. Please, please, please. That's the price of fame. Where you are getting people who want to not only necessarily emulate you, but want to use you for deviousness. Most of the time you will see people that do make socials uh, for different stars, whether it is a wrestler an actor, a sports person, a comedian, a musician, anything like that, where they add in their fan account or fan page. Which I think that those are okay, because then it allows people who are fans of that person to uh, commune together. But when we start taking these names and using them for our own devious purposes, that is where the realization sets in for most of celebrities. 
where they realize that there are bad people in this world. Many famous people try to see the better, try to see the good, and try to see that their fans and know that their fans are the ones who have made them. Because if it wasn't for the fans, even as I say every week, if it wasn't for the fans, I wouldn't be here to continue to do this. This is a very sad realization, and it sucks to know that Liv Morgan has to go through this. I'm a I'm a simp for Liv Morgan. I, I definitely am. I, I like Liv Morgan. I have uh, always liked her inside of the ring, outside of the ring as well. Uh, seeing the dynamic that she has between, um, you know, inside of the ring, you see her. I mean, yes, she's got the makeup on. She 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 looks gorgeous, and you know all of that stuff, right? when you see her, her posts outside of the ring, you see that she is just a regular person, just like you and I never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that Liv Morgan seeing her works inside of the ring, that she was somebody who needed to wear glasses. And you, you, you see that with a lot of people as well. You know, a lot of people you see in, in movies or television, you know, and then you find out afterwards that, hey, they don't have the greatest eyesight. They actually have to wear glasses. This is the same thing with Liv Morgan. She she needs to wear glasses. And this is something that I, I didn't know. And not that this is a bad thing, but it just kind of humbles you a little bit and makes you realize that, yes, she is real. Just like you and I. And this is something that pains me. To know that people do this sort of thing. And I know that even corporate Joe, mighty Joe, big Joe, Joe, my brother, has even even had to deal with this a little bit on his own end. Thankfully, I have not reached that status yet. (laughs) Will it happen? Probably at some point. But it hasn't happened to me yet, and I'm thankful for that. All I can say is that if you do see accounts like that or even get a message from a celebrity who is going, oh, baby, I need money. Okay, so you know it's it's got to be fake. Do all of us a good deed and just report it. Report it as a fake account. Report it as spam. Reported as fishing and just get them out of there as quick as possible. We all have our part to play in keeping and ensuring that things go smooth and that things are in a good order and that things are entertaining. And when we see stories like this of people who are being very negligent, it's not really very entertaining. So that's all I ask. Make sure that if you see these things, call it out, report it, and do your best to do good. Because through all of this, we love wrestling and we want to make sure that we continue to have a love for professional wrestling. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today on this broadcast of Turnbuckle Talk, episode 267. I thank you and I appreciate you all. And I send all of you my sincerest thanks and my love. I love you all. And it's because of you that I continue to do what I do. So thank you. Until next time, take care of each other and love wrestling.